for our Canadian lifters. Pure passion, real results, what you put in your body should matter. Pure Vita Labs PVL supplements are clean, tested, and approved. Powering athletes for over 25 years. They also power the KOTL podcast. You could trust PVL. Use code KOTL15 for partnership pricing at PVL.com. So I was just saying, it's been a hot minute. I saw you super duper briefly at PA Nats right yeah. before I went on the commentary. And I was like, shit, holy shit. I, I, out of the corner of my eye, I see somebody approaching me and I'm about to go live. And I was like, holy shit, it's Austin. <laughs> I didn't see you again. So I'm glad you came and, and, and said hi because freaking like it's crazy when you're at PA, like when you're doing a competition. Yeah, I've, I haven't seen you in person. I think that was the first time we saw each other in person because. I was supposed to go to Worlds, but then you know COVID happened, and then it messed up everything, and then the split. So that was a good. It was good seeing you, though. I had to. I think I don't know what we did after that, but we had to go somewhere because I came with a few people, and then uh, USAPL came and drug tested them, and then we saw the meet was done. And after after Heather got done, we just we just left left and did something. So that was a good meet, though. That was my first PLA meet. They they run pretty pretty good meets. That one in particular, yeah, it was um, yeah, freak man, I, it's crazy. I hadn't seen you in real life. It's crazy when you, because obviously we've done podcasts together. You see each other mm-hmm. on like social media all the time. So sometimes when you see someone in real life, not until later did I realize that brief two seconds is the only two seconds I've ever seen Austin in real life. How yep. crazy is that, man? <laughs> it's crazy because it doesn't seem like it. Like once you see people, it's like, it's like, you know them a little bit after you talk a while. And then it's like, we've had, we've talked on podcasts multiple times. So it's like, DMs. it's like, we know each other to a good, to a good extent, but it's kind of like, Oh, we haven't really like physically laid eyes on each other. And presence. <laughs> it's so wild. And um, what a freaking crazy trip, man. Like the last couple of years for you. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, it's been, uh, I mean, obviously we'll, we'll get into it, but it's been it's been a road like the waves come up and down, man, and you just ride the waves. You know, you that's all you can do, man. That's all you do is ride the waves. And when it's high time, you celebrate because you know it's not always high time. You know how life is, man. You're a young man too, and you've already been up down all around. You've been doing this. So I've been reading your uh stories because you're answering questions mm-hmm. here. You've been doing this since two thousand since twenty twelve. Yeah. That's insane, man. Yeah, since I was thirteen years old, yeah. They're missing a lot in your open powerlifting. Yeah, I, I guess they couldn't find the uh, Mississippi Mississippi stuff because the Mississippi doesn't put anything online for powerlifting. Uh, honestly, like like I have a few papers here and there. Like I just dropped by my mom's place like probably like two months ago, and she had like sheets of my my competition when I was like thirteen years old, and it's like I was totaling like barely a thousand pounds <laughs> still dude that's totally a thousand pounds like you so you've been doing this forever like your whole like people talk about what they the sports they did as a kid for you it's powerlifting yep how how is it how did you find powerlifting uh so actually it was just like a we had it as a a school sport and it was it was equipped so it was like all together no one really knew what raw was anyway i guess back then because I guess I think Raw was just getting started around that time anyway. Like it wasn't yes, like a known yeah. thing. Yeah. And um one of my friends was bragging and he was like, We're in like what seventh, eighth grade. So like I said, I'm 13, so I'm not even in high school yet. And he's like, I'm on the high school powerlifting team. And I'm like, Well, like, 
I want to be on a high school team. Like if you're on it, like you can't be that hard. And then the, uh, my dad actually worked like in the school district that I was in. So he talked to the coach and was like, Hey, like my son would like the power lift. And it's like when high school, high school men in Mississippi aren't, you know, under 114 pounds or like less than 66 kilos that's so he was they were like yeah like i mean we don't have anyone in that weight class so let's go ahead and get them on and then like i started then and then i've gained weight every year like like every year till i got to high school and then i like when i got to high school i was i was a light a light 74 and i just i've been a 74 ever since honestly damn so you are a career 74 mm-hmm. and my God, has the whole game changed since then? Like you've seen the whole game change. You've seen yeah. it from before. So I don't got to tell you back in the day, there was, there was no such thing as powerlifting stars, podcasts, YouTube, social media, and all of it. Like nope. there was, there was nothing, man. There in, in the live streams. There was no people. The live streams were a joke. If there was. Yeah. I, I, remember, I was, sorry. I remember being in high school, like searching, searching up how to become a pro, a professional powerlifter. And that was like, non-existent like no one no one there was no like dialogue or how to do it or like only thing i saw was like ray williams because ray williams is uh from mississippi and that's really yeah like that's the only main powerlifter that i knew back then was just ray like i didn't know who taylor was i know who i didn't watch youtube so i didn't like know who russ was like everyone does like all i had well they weren't even around yet yeah none of them were even like like taylor wasn't even taylor Taylor didn't even win a world title till 2018. Mm-hmm. You were around for six years by the time Taylor established himself. You know, yeah. you predate and Rust didn't win till 2019. Like you predate everybody, man. Yeah. I've been doing it for a while. It's like people always ask me, like, well, like, what, what did it take? I was like, dude, I've just been doing it for the, for forever. Like, I just never stopped. And like mm. finally something broke, and it's like we figured out something that that made me get stronger and I've just kept doing it. And then I saw what other people could do. And then like seeing Taylor hit certain numbers, it's like, Oh, well I know it's achievable. So why can't I just like go and do it? So it's like literally just, it's just a, it's a longevity thing, honestly, just staying healthy and pushing it that way. When you came in the game though, because there was like nowadays people come in the game and you hear life stories on podcasts, you, you, you could find everybody on social media and they have massive followings. When you came in the game, there was none of that. What was your, like, the motivation? Like, was there anyone you looked up to? Like, or was it just, there really wasn't. I didn't start posting on social media until, I think, 2018, 2019, like, my powerlifting stuff. And then, like, I was just then, like, getting to Midland, I guess, around that time, Midland University. And then I just started following, like, all these people because I didn't even know, like, the powerlifting on the internet was a thing, like, on social media whatsoever. So I just started, like, I looked up, I remember actually what I did. I looked up, um, 74 kg on instagram and i just followed everyone that was a 74 <laughs> and i followed everyone that was an 83 and i just kept it around that and that's what i just kept doing kept doing and then after a while it just started sprouting and then you see like oh like usa powerlifting has a page let me follow them and then they start posting like these random people and i was like oh let me follow them and then i found king of the lifts and i was like oh like this is where it starts and then i'm like Oh, like I see all these people getting on there. And then the goal was then back then was like, oh, let me get on King of the Lifts. Like that was the main goal when I was, when I was like, what, 18, 19. Achieve that, man. Achieve yeah. that more, man. <laughs> well, looking back at 2019, um, people remember the 74s, the Battle of 74s, the hype around the 74s. Um, we went in because you, with Midland, you won 
correct me if I'm wrong. I'm going back some years now, but you won the university cup. Michael yep. C won the juniors. Ricky Cho pug came in silver at the juniors, but it's a good battle. Mm-hmm. And then obviously Taylor won the open and all you guys were from us. And then that year, Everyone was like, holy shit, this is going to be one hell of a, like a possible USAPL Rod Nats. And you were, mm-hmm. how old did you have been? You would have been super young. Yeah, I was like, uh, if it was 2018 Nats, I was 19. 19. I was 19. Yeah, 2019, I was 19, then probably 19 or 20. Yeah, Damn, just getting at that age. Yeah. And that was like my, I think Raw Nationals, that Raw Nationals, my first Raw Nationals was my, I want to say it was my third Raw meet ever. Like, I have been doing equipped since then. And, like, the only reason I did a raw meet in the first place was because Midland forces you to do a, a raw meet your freshman year if you're an equipped lifter. Mm-hmm. So I did that, and then my total ended up being, like, top five from Nats. Like, I would have placed, like, fifth at Nats or something that year, and it was my very first meet. And then the next meet, I would have I gotten, like, second behind Taylor. And mm-hmm. then I was just, like, I was just, like, I'm just going to go to raw nationals. And then we all know what happened there. Like, Michael was supposed to, like – beat taylor that year and then i and he ended up missing and cramping up and then i got second and after that it was just like i had the hope and the faith i was like oh i guess it's achievable like i'm right there like i can i can get there mm-hmm. it, like in ter- there was something special going on for soft you guys had a unique cast because ricky was the villain obviously mm-hmm. taylor was like 15 years older than you guys like 10 <laughs> years older than you guys so he'd been around um you were the future and everyone, it's, there was something special about you when you're on the platform. I remember like the way you were, like you were so young, but so confident. The way you were like undoing your belt, walking away from your deadlifts. And like, there was something about you. You could tell like this, it, this is just the beginning, right? And mm-hmm. um, I just had a podcast actually with Nick Manders and uh, it hasn't dropped yet. I'm gonna drop this one first. But on the podcast, Nick is like, he mentions, he's like, but the, his nickname, the future, he's like, if you give yourself that nickname, that's you can't give yourself a nickname like that. I don't know how I feel about that. And I said, hang on a second, Playboy. He didn't give, <laughs> he didn't give himself that nickname. Because <laughs> I gave him that nickname. <laughs> like, when, he's like, oh, that's different. I'm like, yeah, that's different. It's different yeah. if somebody like a vet who's watching is like, this kid is the future. Mm-hmm. And then Bib, like you made me look good. Thank you. First off, <laughs> you lived up. That's for sure. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I had to. When when, when someone drops something on that, it's like, I mean. Yeah, I see it. Like, I mean, I'm really, like, just taking the same steps as Taylor did. Like, it's not like it it was, like, I was starting at very low and I hadn't hit, like, a certain total. Like, no one called me the future until, like, I was around that 800 kg total anyway. And, Mm -hmm. like, we know, like, no 74 had hit 800 anyway. Mm -hmm. And I hit it at, what, I hit it at 21. So it was, like... (laughs) Insane. You guys were all chasing 800 at that point was the discussion. Michael C mm-hmm. was on the podcast and it was that podcast I think was called 800. And then, mm-hmm. um, you know, Ricky, Ricky was like, he was in the hunt. He he hasn't like, you know, he's not going to be, I think he's moved up. Right. Has yeah. He he's, 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 uh, he's retired. He's done. He's totally done. He's totally done. After the Virginia pro last year, he was done. He called it. He, he even said it at the press conference before it. Why? What happened? Just injuries or what happened to him? No, he just um, he, I think he wants to go to bodybuilding. And he's focusing more on building his brand with everything like that. I think that's all it was, honestly. Like, I, I that, that's all he told us. I don't know if it's something underlying issue, but he just he's done with powerlifting. Yeah, holy shit, man! He was such an interesting character. He came mm-hmm. around at a time 
before we were used to trash talkers and remember leading into he was like he it was hilarious because he's like chael stone and was over the top villain yeah where it showed a picture of him i think he was petting a, a small bird and he was like yes. he, he really remember that and he related it to michael c and he's like you know much like the the american eagle i hunt my prey and i he's petting the small bird relating it to it i was like this it was hilarious and it wasn't like um it was so over the top that you could tell like okay it's a character so it's not mm -hmm. and then when he went at taylor he was talking about like it was scar like the the uh freaking um lion king yeah 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 like scar yeah yeah if the king and he throws him <laughs> off the side of the mountain and i thought it was hilarious i was like man this is this is funny stuff yeah. um because it was so over the top that it wasn't like it was like parody style so it's like ah, mm -hmm. easy for to fluff off but i guess things got a little twisted between those two fellas at some point yeah they, exactly. they actually don't like each other they actually just don't like each other that's a, that's yeah. one of the beefs that was like actually accurate and not just the behind the closed door that turned um, real good times though it, it, it all had its place in terms of history ricky was one of the first that i've seen that played that for really real villain role and he's for him to like step in and step out so quickly i don't know i mean he mm -hmm. left his footprint in the game it is what it is i'll, I'll miss yeah, yeah, him but uh but yeah that was a special time period and you hit 800 kilos first of all of the rising stars like obviously taylor ended up doing like 8 12 and a half but you of mm -hmm. the young guns establishing establishing yourself hit 800 kilos first and what happened at because that was 2020 and yeah. what happened after that I, I had the hernia they had the hernia right after that like it was what probably four months after that because we had finished that meet uh, and then i think we went to the virginia pro that at the end of that year no no actually the pro series i'm sorry yeah, yeah i was just i was building up for the arnold because it was going to be my first time competing at the arnold actually and had an amazing training i had th hit 300 kilos in training again uh, i was benching um what uh 180 plus so like i think i was 180 benching 185 consistently like week to week uh and then i was deadlifting pretty decent probably right around the 270 not 270 around um 300 317 and a half around that area and then the week i squat 300 that friday when i had secondary squat day i busted a hernia and, it, and Joe was like, and I literally called Joe. I remember calling him after I got out of the hospital because they had to they had to give me like drugs because I was in so much pain. Mm. I was like, Joe, you're gonna be mad. He's like, what happened? I was like, dude, I just had a hernia. And he was like, oh my god, it was the best block I had ever had in powerlifting. And then just like not even on a day that I pushed it hard. Like I had hit like I think a top set of bench that day before, and it was like it was probably like 170. And then I had back downs and then for squat and it just happened. I didn't even squat. Like I literally unracked it and it just popped. Right. And, dude, what, like, and that's it, scary. Yeah. It was a free, it was like a freak injury. Like Joe was like, there was like nothing we could have done. And the doctor honestly said that um, it was uh, like, it was just the, the shot that broke the camel's back. Honestly, like there was nothing that, that like pushed it. It was just that time. And it just happened. It'd been tearing all my life. Cause it wasn't like a sports hernia. It was a double inguinal hernia. So uh, like I'm my, my intestines were tearing since birth and it finally just popped out. Honestly, like Pop, explain that a little bit because I'm not overly familiar. Um, like I know the, the muscles, it just like pokes right through the muscles, but what's, mm -hmm. what's the difference between a sports hernia and the hernia you got? Uh, so when I was, um, 
TMI for a lot of people while they're listening. Uh, so when I was a baby, um, you know, when men, their testicles drop through a tube whenever they're, they're born and stuff like that right after birth, um, that tube closes like after, it, after the testicle drops and mine did not close all the way. And it's, uh, and it's actually a, um, a, a, my dad had the same thing, but they fixed it when he was a child. So it's, it's, what is it called? What's the word for it? It's, um, it runs in the family. I can't think of the word right now, but, um, yeah, so that happened. And so basically literally since been birth, it's been tearing, tearing, that tube has been tearing. And then finally the testicles just popped out of that, that muscle tissue. And that's what happened on the day. And then I, I got surgery on it. They just put mesh in it, honestly, to fill it mm. up. So like, and then your skin just, just forms around the mesh. It, yeah. Yeah. And so like, I'm fine right now. He told me like not to push it the first, like the first month, first few months. And then he was like, I guess he didn't know how strong I was. And then he like, after a month, he was like, all right, you can do like 50% of what you were doing. And, and everyone was like, bro, 50% of what you're doing is that's, that's still going to be a lot. Thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so everyone was like, you really just like, just, just take it slow, like take it slower. And I'm like, well, he told me I could do 50%. So I'm just going to do 50%. Like the doctor that I had also was like, he worked with a lot of athletes anyway. He wasn't just like a random doctor that I was an outlier or something like that. Like he usually worked with athletes and stuff like that and professional athletes. So, so um, yeah, he got me right. And he was just like, take a little bit start off slow and then I went back like a month later after that and he was like go up to 75% then after that I had one more meeting with him and he was just like uh well honestly the mesh is formed he did like the little ultrasound on me he was like the mesh is formed around your the skin's formed around the mesh you're good he was like if it pops it pops again and that's really it one thing he did tell me though if I would have uh if I would have started lifting like right after that month out and I would have busted that that mesh again i wouldn't have been able to lift ever again that's what scared me yeah he Yo, was just like you're done like you're done done like there's like you can't lift anything ever again like you picking up trying to pick up 50 pounds off the ground is done what? and so yeah so oh, that's you gotta take me, me back first. and shoot me if that's how bad it is like that is crazy <laughs> whoa man yeah, i mean I, but, I gotta get really good at chess or something to keep my self-esteem <laughs> up holy smokes man i'm not smart enough to be that weak but um so if that's the case all right so that's what that hernia is what's a sports hernia then because i've heard people get sports hernia as well do you know i don't even know what a sports hernia is honestly like a lot of people ask me about it and they're like hey like i heard you heard you had you had a hernia had you heard you had a hernia that's hard to say yeah no kidding. um um and i was like well what kind of hernia do you have and they're like oh i have a sports hernia and i was like yeah dude that's totally different from what i have that's <laughs> like i like yeah i don't yeah like bro because people still lift with sports hernias apparently like a little bit it depends like, probably it depends on severity but uh, you can yeah work through them a little yeah with mine mine was done for like i had like a bulge that's probably like it was probably like this wide on my stomach and then probably like that far out like abrased from me so like i Damn. was i was done like i couldn't even get out of the car by myself like i was laying down someone had to help me sit up to get in the car to go to the hospital and stuff like i was bad i had to have surgery there was no like i could have just lifted through it but i've seen people with sports hernias that where it's like it's out and they just have it and it's literally just like on their stomach or something or on their abdomen and they're still lifting fine with it or something like that a totally different thing totally different thing am i making this up or did 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 Taylor have a sports hernia or do you have a sports something else? I think he had a, um, 
I think he had something else. I think it wasn't a, a stress a, fracture like a, or something, or I, I think it was like a. Um, there's another type of like hernia too that's not just like from something else. It's, I know a lot of people. It's like sometimes it's like on the back of it too, or not as the front. But I think he had one of those, mm. something like that. I think you're right though. I mean, you fellas at 163 pounds, 74 kilos. What you're doing is insane. Like what it what it the human body. Well, you guys are straight. You guys are the outliers of the outliers. Well, you're asking yeah. your body is insane. Um, and you're a young man. Is is it how is it held up? Because obviously you hit that 800 kilos in 2020, and like you're back and then some now, but you had mentioned it in your um in your stories as well. Someone asked about like, have you dealt with plateaus and and just like dealt oh. with it in general? And you're like, my friend. I had a plateau for three years. <laughs> you're, you're, right? you're like, where you been? You're like, like, it's been a minute. I've had, I've dealt with adversity. Um, so maybe like, what, what were you, was there more injuries and how were you dealing with it? Did you ever have doubt? Like, am I ever going to get back to where I was or live up to this or? I honestly think so with the, with the, after the hernia, well, let's, let's, let's go like post or pre hernia. Yeah. So I think after, honestly, um, I think probably Taylor can attest to this. After you squat over 300 kilos, that takes a toll on your body. Like, that's something that's like, like, you don't see Ray and Jesus just going in the gym and squatting a thousand all the time. Like, you mm -hmm. don't, that's not something that's just common. Like, they're, like, Jesus is going to hit, like, you know, that 900 mark, 800 for reps a lot of the time, but he's not just going in and, like, hitting a thousand, like, every block. Like, no, dude, like, that's just a lot of stress on the body. And it's the same thing for us. It's like, when you re when you go over that, I say like probably two seventy five to three hundred mark. It like it beats you up and it's terrible. And then doing everything on one day too, especially like him going in like on the day he hit the eight thirty eight and a half and pulling that what three forty that three forty deadlift along with three hundred plus squat. Like that's just gonna take a toll on the body. And it's it I wouldn't say it causes injuries, but you're gonna have a lot of aches and pains after that in general on your body. Like there's not a day that I don't go into the gym that like something isn't aching. Like, I'm not going to say it's like unbearable pain, but like I have like my, my knees right now, like that whole, the whole block, the whole knee that I've just done, like my knees are shot. Like mm. I'll sit down for like 30 minutes and I'll get back up and I'll, you can ask probably my friends, my girlfriend, like literally my knees hurt. Like I'll just get up and be like, <laughs> my knees just, they just hurt. Like me sitting on chairs that like aren't, my feet aren't on the ground and they're like, you know, like the bar seats. My yeah. knees are hurting while I'm sitting down just because yeah. I don't have them on the ground. Like that's like your body, you're feeling everything. And after a meet like that, like after I did that at, cause when I hit, when I hit 800 the first time, I wasn't even a 74. I weighed in like 72 point, like 72.5. So like I was, I was under that. So like my body yeah. was literally just like, I felt flimsy after, like, as soon as I got done with squat, I don't think I've talked about that that much, but as soon as I got down with that first 300 kg squat, I literally was like, cramping and couldn't walk for a little while and like i had to take time in between for bench and then i barely got through bench and that's why like i passed out on deadlift like i had no more energy left like that was just like a, i was on fumes after that 300 squat damn <laughs> so it's like it, it's definitely something that it takes a toll on the body and then you have to like recover from it so i guess that's what probably taylor's going through right now is like he's probably feeling the repercussions of that the 838 total and just now finally getting back to it after a while because it's put it puts it puts a lot of stress on you. Dude, that body, your body doesn't come back from it for a while. <laughs> like, is it um like first off, yeah. The thing is, 
we'll, we'll get into Taylor in a little bit because he's he's 10 years ahead, like an age. Mm-hmm. So you kind of see now what's happening with his body and his your, your the mind's tough, the heart's willing, but the body will start betraying you. It happens to like mm-hmm. in all sports. And um, well, first off, before we get into Taylor and, 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 and taking a look at that, was that just coming back from the 800 the first time? Because that was years ago. Or was it you dive in, you push a block based off of your new numbers and your body's like not going to happen. Like you're not that you're putting, you're putting up big totals. 100% yeah. you're putting up like late 700s. Like it wasn't like you're mm-hmm. putting up small totals. It's just, if you hit that in 2020, people look at your age at like 20 years old. People are like, oh my God, he's going to hit. Like people think it's all linear, which is yeah, not yeah, isn't that. Not it's really. never linear. No. <laughs> so so maybe like tell people like a peek behind the curtain what the last three years were in between those two. Yeah, so in between that, so you think that like I think we talked about like I was like, oh yeah, like I'm pretty sure I can put on some more on the total and stuff like that. But then it's like you go in and then you have a hernia, you have a hernia after that, and it's like a rebuild. It's literally just like you have to go back and start all the way back over. And so me, I had the drive to like get back going, get it back going, and then nothing would like nothing would break honestly like i was i wasn't as confident in squats anymore um so like everyone knows i had problems with depth like i just wasn't hitting depth because i wasn't as confident going down into that hole like i would just try to literally barely hit below parallel and just come back up and just like call it there so i wouldn't be putting as much stress on the body and then like um like i I need a lot of bench volume to bench and so like taking off two or three months and then not benching at all basically i restarted my bench all the way Mm. And then people know already know this too that that keep up, but I I sucked at deadlifting anyway. Like deadlifting, I would just go out there and pull it. Like I, there was no form to it. There was no like, there was no oh well, let me set my feet this way or like let me pull slack. Like no, I was just going out there and I was muscling the weight up. Like I'll go back and watch it now, and I am disgusted by my deadlift in the past three years. Really? <laughs> like it's bad. Yeah. So I was I didn't realize that. I really needed to do certain things and Joe really helped me a lot when it came to like form things and getting technique in check. Cause for a while, I would say like after 800, like it probably it honestly got to my head a little bit. And I was like, honestly, like there's no one that's really that close besides Taylor. And it's like, like, yeah, like Taylor had already, like we'd already had nationals at that point. He had already totaled 838. And I was just like, I mean, but still though, like I still have the 800. So it's like, I really have to do like that much. Like I don't have to fix that much fix this and I got kind of comfortable and then coming back and it was just like I see all these other people that are getting stronger too and I'm just like well like there's other people that are benching 200 now and I'm not even benching <laughs> you know you already know that was like my weak link and right. I was like I'm not your benches come a long like way though man your bench yeah, yeah. <laughs> really come a long way man yeah I went from benching like barely what 275 280s consistently and now I'm benching like <sighs> I said 280. Whew, what am I talking about? 180, 170, 180. And now I'm benching like the 190s, the 200s. Like, that's easy now. Like, I, me and Joe were talking like 195 to 200 is like, that's play weight now. But yeah, it's just when you plateau and it's like you have all these things and you get, you have some aches and pains here and there. And it's like, it's literally a mental game. Like you said, it's like the mind and like, it, the mind is a dangerous thing, dude. Mm-hmm. It's like you get down and especially we have social media now and you see like, you see all these people doing crazy numbers and picture like me just had a hernia. I've been in bed for 
two two months, three months, and you see all these people getting better, and it's like it gets discouraging, and then you start you start thinking, it's like, dang, like, can I get back to that? Like, mm. is it like, am I good enough to get it? Like, was it just like the in the moment? Am I done? Like, you get all those thought thoughts all the time, especially when you aren't touching a barbell, you aren't going into the gym, you're just sitting in the bed, and people are just telling you to rest, and it's like. Oh, like you'll be fine, but you don't know if you'll be fine. Like, yeah, you don't know what's going on. You see this, you see, like I look and I get on my phone and I see Taylor over here and he's doing this and he's he's winning that. And then you have these other kids, like I'll name y'all, like Joe Bornstein, like deadlifting over 320, 325, and he's like 19. And then you have like another guy like Anas that's benching 200, 205, 205 and a half. And it's like, oh my gosh, <laughs> I'm still like, I haven't even squatted yet. And all these people are doing these crazy things. And it's like, it is motivating for sure, like to get back where you were, but it's still demoralizing to be like, well, like I don't have anything, you know? It's so like, I would say, I would say the hardest part was like the mental comeback. It's, um, it's like you, so, cause you and Taylor were so close, uh, mm-hmm. 12 and a half kilos away. And then he goes on, does a 38.5 and then, um, and you're like injured. And then you look back and you see Joe, who's the new kid, 19 years old. And he's getting hype that you had previously when you were 19 and you're like, you see where you were. There's a kid who represents what they were talking about. You like that when you were that age. And then you see where Taylor's gone. You're like, I was pacing right behind him. We were pacing mm-hmm. right there. And you're like, I could see where you'd be like, frick man. You start, you could start playing mind games with yourself and start yeah. being like, and then people start talking and chattering. Like, is he ever going to live up to that potential? You mm-hmm. know, it's, uh, it's been a long winding road, man. Three years. <laughs> yeah. It's been long. It's, I, I want to say like, I, I definitely appreciate all the help I've had, especially from Joe. Like Joe's helped me a lot. Friends, family, they kept me in it. Like, dude, like you still got, you just have to keep trying. Like that's, that's honestly what kept me in it. Like, cause after a while, like I, before I my first meet back from the hernia, uh, I honestly told Joe I wanted to quit like powerlifting. I was like, oh, I'm wow. done. Like, I was like, I was mad. I was pissed. Like, it was one day I had failed like my last two squats leading into the meet. I had failed my last deadlift leading into that meet, which is like almost a year ago now. And I was just like, I was done. Like, I literally called him and I was like, dude, like, I don't want to do this powerlifting thing anymore. Like, I like I can't like. I wanted to be the best at it. That was the whole thing of, of doing it. It wasn't just like, it's not like a, it's not a hobby. Like I know I can be the best at this. Like I want to do that. And I just didn't see myself being the best at it. And I wanted to just give up. I was ready to throw in the towel. And then he was like, let's just, he was like, let's just get through this meet. Like maybe it was just like one of those meet, like one of those preps where like everything goes terrible, but then we have a pretty good outcome. And it, it was a good outcome. Like I totaled 790. That was yeah, a that's, really that's good total really coming back really right, right off of my energy, like right off of a hernia less than a year. Less than a year after a hernia, it's like, like you can't really be upset with the with the seven ninety total. And then like I had dots the most in the USAPL that year already, so it was like it was it was a good comeback, and that's what kept me in it honestly. But I was ready to get, I was ready to throw it in, I was ready to be done. Whoa, well, good thing you didn't, obviously. <laughs> yeah. And when did you really start? Because you hit the, I got the uh, open powerlifting up. So in the okay. So you went equipped, came back, uh, Raw Nats 2021 hit 770, 780, and then there's the 790 in 2022. So is that really when you started gaining back the steam? And now you're like, okay, now we're getting close. It's not quite the 800 mm-hmm. you had, but you're like, is when did your confidence start coming back where you're like, I can be top dog? 
it started coming back a little bit before Virginia Pro. Uh, because I was I was everything was starting to click a little bit. I was gaining more confidence on squad. Um, the depth really wasn't there, like I said before. Uh, but we figured out bench though, which was really good. So I was benching consistently. And like um, one of my friends was like, let's see who can bench 200 kilos first. And so like I was going back and forth with that. So that was really good helping me on the side. Um, and then honestly, like, I just felt like, I felt like myself a little bit again, like I didn't feel as strong, but I still felt like more of myself, which is really good from past blocks. And then I guess the Virginia pro, and then I cut too much. Like I was gaining weight. That was the thing. I was, I was pretty heavily going into the Virginia pro. Like uh-huh. I was probably like, I was probably like 70, I was probably like 78, <laughs> 77, oh, 78. Yeah, and then I was like, I'm just going to cut. And we did a gut cut. And that was the first time I – because, you know, I don't usually cut at all. And that was the first cut I ever did. And I started cramping up on squats, warm-ups, squat warm-ups in the you weight weighed, room. You weighed light. Did you – I guess you cut more than you thought. Like, yeah. It just went I cut sideways way on you. more than I thought. Yeah. 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 And, and right. so I – um, yeah, so about that meat, like, I didn't – I never made a meat recap about that. People still clown me for it about to this day. They're like, bro, like, you had all that hype going into it. Like you had the highest dots and then you don't even, you don't even post a meat recap. Like what's going on. And I was like, so basically I had, I cut weight. I was, I was really over, cut a lot of weight, cut too much weight. I started cramping up on my last squat. I didn't even tell Joe about it. I felt it. And I was like, Oh, this is not going to be good. And I'm like, let me just down water. I'll be fine. Um, was worried about depth because everyone was talking about how I wasn't hitting depth. And so that was like a, a linger in my mind. And then I saw someone, I saw Eric LaPointe actually bomb out. Like he was like missing depth, missing depth. And I was like, I was like, Oh my God. I was like, I was like, I'm going to, I was like, I'm going to bomb out. That's that was my thought the whole time. I was, my heart's racing. I'm like, I'm going to bomb out. And so I like sink my first squad and that took all my energy. Like I dunked it, wasted all of my energy. The second attempt, I, I hit it. And then I was like, I was like, that's kind of okay. And they gave it to me two to one. And I was like, oh, it's fine. I know I didn't have enough energy to hit 300. So I, I, I purposely cut depth on it to see if I could like, see if the judges would give it to me or not. They didn't give it to me. <laughs> you're not cheating. You're not trying. You, know, yeah. you got you to get, get slick with it sometimes. Yeah. And then after that bench was just terrible. Cause I just didn't like the liftoff guy. I was getting perfect liftoffs the whole prep. And then it was just terrible. And that messed me up too. And then deadlift came around and I take the bar in one red. And as soon as I do it one time, I get a calf cramp mm. and fall down. And, the, and I fall down in the weight room and Joe's oh. like, what's going on? And he's like, I was like, dude, I can't move. I was like, I can't move my calf at all. And he's like, are you serious? And I was like, yeah, I can't. So they take me over to a manual therapist that they had on site, thankfully that they had, um, and he works on me with a Theragun and massages me in between each warm-up attempt. Like, that's how bad it is. Like, I would hit I would hit one red. I would go back out. He would hit me with the Theragun for, like, five minutes. And I would go back. I would hit two reds, go back over. He'd hit me with the Theragun. And I did that in between each attempt until I got to my first, my first um, attempt on deadlift. And then you can see on video, if you go back and watch it on YouTube, uh, I hit my first deadlift. And then I, I hop away because my calf is literally still cramping. And yeah. so I get done with the first attempt. I hit the second attempt. And then the third attempt was 325. And I had never hit 325 before uh, in prep. I'm pretty sure the last thing I hit was 
300. And usually I have like an elastic effect and, I, and the taper like takes me away on deadlift. But I just had a feeling that it wasn't that day and I rushed it and then it came off the ground fast. And then I just started cramping and I just put it back down and I was like, yeah, it's over. Like That was a big 25 was, kilo jump for that too. Yeah. That was a yeah, hero so, jump, man. You did a big jump. So that, that was just, that was it. I, I cramped up. I cut too much weight. And then after that, I was just honestly upset. And then that's when the switch, the switch flipped in my head. And I was like, I was like, I have to fucking get better. Like there is no, like, there is no, like I, I, li- I was supposed to live up to that hype and I didn't. And like all the people that were supporting me, I felt like I let them down and I was like, I'm not letting that happen again. And so like, that's what started. That's when I just was like, I'm just going to keep putting in work and do everything right and make sure everything's fine come meet day. You know, lead like afterwards, people will be like, where's the meat recap? But here's the thing. If you would have said what happened, then they'd be like, well, posting excuses. And it's like, exactly. you can't, you can't win. It's one of the deals is like, look, guys, I had a shitty day. Um, I'm capable of more blah, blah, blah. You're going to make fun of me for saying that you like, people wasn't there meat day, but that's the truth. Like in yep. sports, that's the truth. Like you can have an, an amazing prep. Um, and then have a bad cut and then everything could go out the window that happens or just you yep. have an amazing day and like shit can happen to you. Like this, these things happen. It's tough with powerlifting. You have like two competitions a year, three competitions a year. So if you have a couple bad meets, people can write you off quick on the flip side, <laughs> you know, you could turn it around real quick too, which leads into this. And we were talking in the DMS leading into this one and you were yeah. crazy confident. You were like, <laughs> I'm going to put something up silly. You were even dropping numbers. You were yeah. saying that it was going to, and I was like, fuck, that's a big number. And you're like, <laughs> and you had said too, like, this is going to be holding back. Like, this is conservative. Mm-hmm. I'm like, conservative? Yeah. Like, like people, when people saw that in the, uh, in my, uh, my, uh, the bottom of the description, I was just like, I was like, yeah, like we planned on like literally lowballing everything like seven, eight. Cause I told Joe, I have the messages. Like, I was like, Joe, I want to go like, I want to hit these numbers. Like I want to go 305. I want to hit 200. I want to go like, 330 to 335 on deadlift and he was like ah like i thought we agreed on just going 820 like i thought that's what like we were just talking about i thought we're just gonna take it easy and like and go all out for nats and i was like but like this prep was amazing though i was like it's right there we can just i was like we can total 840 if we want to dude like it's right there like i know i like i'm going to do it like i will i will do it and he was like no we can just hold off he's like we can do it it's okay just 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 hold off and i'm like all right it was, it was, um, well, first off, so I, we talked to you and I talked to you in the DMs and I'm like, significance wise, historically speaking, weighing below 74, it just holds because Taylor did it at 74. And it's kind of like mm-hmm. the passing of the torch. Like I know, you know, in ter- at least taking the lead, um, currently. And then when you do, you know, 840 or whatever you end up doing, it's at 74, there's like a historical significance to it. Is that why you did it as well? That you're like, okay, I'm going over se- under 74. Well, actually, I actually I just weighed in that that light. Like the Joe told me not to not to weigh that. He was like, "Dude, this is like you're not cutting anything." I ate the night before. Like I had chicken the night before, and then I woke up the next morning, and I was like, "Oh, I'm still under." So I was like, "I'm just gonna eat some rice, drink a little bit." I had like a I had some a few sips of an energy drink and stuff like that before, oh, and man. then I get on the scale and I still weighed under. And so that that was a mistake, honestly. That wasn't even on purpose. <laughs> when you go for a 40, will you purposely go under 74 so that you beat Taylor's or because that's what? like the big, you know, it's the big historical. I know yeah. if you end up in a battle with Joe, here's the thing here. I get both. You end up in a battle with Joe. You want to be a full strength. 
because if he's mm -hmm. if he's a kilo bigger it's it's 2.2 pounds it's at the bottom cutting you know he's not cutting and he feels great on the flip side the historical relevance of beating taylor or not like you know it's not the same weight class if you don't but it exactly. could be if you do under 74 so there is you know i don't know how do you feel about it okay so honestly i'll, I'll i haven't really talked to joe about this but i'll say this honestly i think that if this prep goes as well as I wanted to, and three seventeen and a half is possible by Nats, I probably won't cut. I probably will weigh in over seventy four. But if I think that three seventeen and a half, like if, if three seventeen and a half isn't like one hundred percent there, and I don't think it's one hundred percent there, I probably will weigh in under under seventy four. But I just I I'd rather have three seventeen and a half squat and be the first person to do it like under seventy five body weight yeah. than then have that that oh i beat taylor under his weight type thing because i mean i can always just i feel like i could always just go switch over to ipf and then take go 74 take 838 and a half there and it's still less than my biggest total as long as i beat that at the lower weight class i guess that's all that matters but that's true but I, 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 really, I, I really yeah i really want that i really want that through 17 and a half that, that's like a that's like a dream goal because jamar's already done it at 83 and for me to do it at at 75, 75 would be like crazy. It's insane. It's absolutely, you'd be the lightest man to hit 700 pounds. And, and everyone remembers a first, you know, it mm -hmm. would be like the historical significance people. It's insane to even think about. And you're absolutely right in terms of um doing, handling the 74 kilo business. You got time. Yeah. You got time. You know, you, you, yeah, can, I got you you're, you're, are you still a junior right now? No, no, I I just aged out. I'm 24. I just turned 24 in April, okay. so I just aged just. out. Okay. <laughs> right, man, it's crazy how young you are and, like, how much you've already done. So, yeah, you got so much time. It's crazy. Um, Yeah, so that's the major goals then, and you still want – so what are you – looking at this USAPL, do you, is Joe close enough to you? Do you think – or do you think you're kind of not yet? Uh – to be honest, I feel like I feel like well, I feel like 2021 Taylor. Honestly, it's like you think you're close, but you're you're not close. Like, like, like me, Joe, Joe, my Joe, Joe Stanek is always like he's like, oh, like we kind of have to worry about Joe. And I'm like, I mean, I don't think so. Like my squad is like what 20, 30 kilos over him. Even if even if I miss my last squad, I should still be fine. Like he kind of benches the same thing, but he hasn't benched. He hasn't benched, I think, over 190 in comp yet. If you, you can, you can check me on that. I don't know if he has yet, but the yeah. only thing that's really higher is is his deadlift. But I feel like I'm gonna, we're gonna probably deadlift the same thing at Nats. So that's yes, he, you're right. I got it up. He's he he's benched 187.5. Deadlift is 340. He's got a monster deadlift, yeah. but squat um, considerably less, like considerably less than yours. Like yeah. Yeah, you're gonna make him load thing, up on that last dead. And the thing is, he can't. He can't miss. Like if he misses one, he's that. That's he's done. I can still. Mm -hmm. I can miss one and still kind of be fine. But if he misses like one squat, one bench, or anything, then it's like he's just that. Just, that just knocks him off. So, so that's the only thing with him. Looking at it, because when I pull up also um, the the dots, you were currently resting at eighth overall all time. Um, Mm -hmm. what is the major goals then in terms of, do you want to become the number one in USAPL? Obviously Bob hit like last year was number one. W what's the goal there? 
Are you going to be the king? Because after you hit 825, everybody's seen you're throwing the crown on the head. <laughs> and that was, first off, that was money. That was gold. It made it. Made I, knew, I knew you would like that, dude. I freaking I loved that. Um, I, I, I watching. There was like I watched like jujitsu tournaments, and this one dude after he defeated the previous king goes and put it on his own head. He took it off his opponent and put it on his own head and be like, "I'm the new king." It's um, it's just moments like that that you see the video clip, and you know, like ten years in the future, people look back and be like, "That's that was a pinnacle performance, whatever." Um, but what did that signify to you in terms of 825? Was that you being like, you're the king now, you're going to be the king? And what are you thinking about doing for USAPL Nats? Well, I I honestly, I think people don't realize how hard it is to hit like that 590 plus dots. 595 plus dots is, is hard. And then for me to like, to do it at like RP7 or 8, like, I just think that's that's like, it's inevitable at this point. <laughs> I can't believe I just said that. <laughs> it's, it's, it's inevitable at this point. Like, um, I'm probably going to weigh in around the same thing, uh, maybe half a kilo more, barely. Uh, and then we're going, like, everyone knows we're going to go for over 838. Like, I'm not going to act like, oh, you know, like, uh, I, might, I might try to do it. You know, like, <laughs> no, like, I'm, I'm going to try to do it, and I'm, I'm going to do it. It's just that... Um, I think that overall, I do want to be the number one seventy four, seventy five. Yeah, that's the goal. But like Taylor is, like I think he's number one, right, right now overall. Um, like on every single formula except Wilkes, actually, the only formula he's mm -hmm. he's number one dots, number one good lift points. The IPF does. Uh, Jesus just recently bumped him on Wilkes. This is number one all yeah. time. But um, so your goal is. I want. One. I like, want all of it. Yeah, yeah just, I want all of it. Yeah. Like. <laughs> like i mean why not like it's there it's not like it's not possible like i'm not one of those people that's like oh like i'm not gonna be the i just want to win my weight class like you know that's too easy like you can you can go and win your weight class but to be top of every formula at one point in your career is like the pinnacle of everything like i feel like that's like that's what separates you from those main elite lifters like i want to be in the same boat like when they look up and they see like oh where there's taylor up there there's leah up there there's Jesus up there. Like, I want to be one. I want to be on that Mount Rushmore also. Like, that. I want to be one of the faces of powerlifting. When someone thinks of powerlifting, I want them to think about me. Well, you transcend just your weight class. You transcend. <laughs> your and when they look at it, like, like at the one point when Taylor did his one performance of 2021, and it was like, use whatever formula you want. <laughs> right? When you say that, you, which one do you want? Use it. That's that's enough sense. Exactly. You, you become the guy. You are right there. You if you hit what you want to hit, that should just about do it. Now, the only who do you think is the biggest threat? Um, if if we say we'll look at it in seasons, we'll say for 2023, who do you think is the biggest threat in terms of stopping you from your goal? Because they're gonna push some crazy gods. Uh, okay. I think it's not fair because Ashton and Bob have each other to compete against like that. And they're in the same federation too. That's not fair to me because I'm comparing to Taylor over there. And it's like, yeah, they're, but they're in the same weight class. So it's like, if you go to Nats and they're in the same weight class and they're competing against each other, of course, they're going to push each other to the max mm -hmm. and that's going to boost the dots that way. So I'm going to say those two plus, I mean, on the other side, probably Jesus. Cause yeah. he's just, <laughs> Hey, Hey, big dog. I, I love, I love <laughs> Jesus. That's, he's, hey, he's my guy. Like every time I see him, like when he came to game day, he was like, Hey bro, can you stay for my squat and like hype me up? I was like, can I stay? I wasn't going to leave. <laughs> what, do you, what do you mean? Yeah. You're like, I took the day off. 
The Watchmen, <laughs> right. man. What are you talking about? Leap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like like him, like just seeing Jesus squat and stuff like that and do like do what he does and see where he's come from and all the things he's achieved, like that pushes me as well. And then just to see like Bob that I was like one of those people who really didn't like didn't even care about powerlifting at first to be like, I'm actually gonna start trying and then pushing it that way. And then, you know, Ashton's just, you know, a cyborg. So mm. you got you got him. And it's like just those guys are the guys that I'm I'm probably looking out most for over everything, I think. Yeah, that's that's really it. What what because but like there's Ashton Bob, Keenan's Keenan's close. We'll see what Keenan is yeah. doing. Um and when you see these kind of showdowns, obviously you could do the formulas. You have historical relevance in terms of that you're chasing. And that's huge. And to be number mm-hmm. one in the entire sport period is, you know, probably better than any one single head-to-head showdown. Mm-hmm. However, do you long for those? Because you came in the game 2019. You were right in the mix. You were young as hell, but you were right in the mix of like showdowns where you looked around and it was like heated debates and then you see you know ashton bob keenan are you are you looking for that in the future as well or is it okay that's cool but right now i i got this overall goal of being the best best period and i'm chasing historical numbers in terms of formulas yeah i I just i just i just want the i just want to be number one honestly like that's the goal like the main goal is to just show that that I can dominate at one point or another. And this is the time. And I feel like it's, I don't want to say it's easy. I feel like it's easiest for me because I'm younger than all of those guys. Mm. Like that's just, that's just all I have on them. Like, yeah, I've been doing it for a while, but I'm still younger. My body is still like still recovering at a pretty good rate. Not as, not as fast as it used to, (laughs) I wish, but uh, I'm definitely like, I'm younger. So I feel like I have more time to do it. And I'm finally getting to the age where they're like, they got their, their pure strength. Like around this time is when, like, I think 24 is when Ashton actually started like getting that boost and getting super strong. Like Bob, I think is like 25 right now. And so last year was that year that he like started pushing and pushing and that's what made him. And so I think like right now is like my time to, to do what I can do and push those limits and just keep going. So I feel like for the next, probably I'll say 23 2023 to 2026 is going to be a good, a good time for me. Like I'll have time to like build and hit the numbers that I want to hit. And then I'll be good, honestly, for a while. I'll be good. Like after I, after I get that number one spot and I have it and I just taste it, I'll be good. As long as I get the highest dots of all time, if someone passes after me, they just pass it. I mean, records are meant to be broken, of course, but for me to just get it in the first place is just, that's all I want. I just want it because I know I can have it. Like, I know it's there. If I put in the work and I keep dedicating myself the way I am and doing the things that I'm, I'm doing, there, there shouldn't be anything that stops me, honestly. Yeah, your placement in his, like, once you become number one, it's like your era. That's mm-hmm. your era. You know, like right now, um, obviously, like Taylor's, you just took it. Well, I mean, ta- like all t- you you took it currently. Taylor still has mm-hmm. it all time. But if you take the all time in this in this year, twenty twenty three, it becomes like it shifts, almost a passing of a torch, right? Where it becomes mm-hmm. like, this is my era, and I've now staked my claim in powerlifting history. And people forget things like people can forget who is the best in certain weight classes, but when they go back and look who is the best period in that overall time, it's a lot easier to remember. Who was mm-hmm. number one in this period of time? You'll have laid your stamp, which is an entirely different goal. So I agree there. Showdowns are nice. Um, now, having said that, 
how much does it mean to you in terms of like, like I'm a fan of like, like boxing MMA where it's lineage, mm -hmm. where it's like passing the torch lineage, right? How much would it mean to you? Cause we're getting close now in terms of t for Taylor, he's 10 years older. How much would it mean to you before he leaves to be the one to face him head to head? Cause he's undefeated since 2017 mm -hmm. to be head to head the guy that defeats Taylor after you've done, you know, let's say in USAPL, you do that number one status. Is that cool as well? I want to say this. I hope this goes out before Taylor competes. But, bro, you better not lose because I want to be the one to beat you. You better not lose, bro. You better not. That's one thing that I don't want. He better not retire before. I want that one more bout, dude. Like, if, if you beat me that one last time, like, of course, you're the goal. You're all, you always be my goal. But I want to be the one to do it. You better not lose to these other guys. Like, that's going to make me mad, dude. Like, that's going to make me so mad that you lost to them. But you wouldn't lose to me? Like, come on, bro. Like, <laughs> I deserve it. Come on. I earned it. <laughs> like, come on, dude. Like, I, I, I deserve that last, that last one, last go. So, like, I hope he, I hope everything goes good for him in this time. Like, but I, I want that, I want that one more time to go against him. Like, I think, like, I deserve it. I think the other people deserve it. Like, and I, I just want you at your best. I want to go that 1v1 one day. If you got to switch over, I'll switch over. I'll switch over within the next two years, probably, like we talked about in the DMs. Probably two or three years, I'll switch over. Uh, I got to win. I got to win Raw Nationals first because I just don't have – I don't have an open ads title. So, like, I, mm -hmm. I can't leave the USAPL till I do that. So, um, yeah, like, just I want to – I want to – that's one of the things that I have to do in my career. Like, if I don't get to do it in general, like, even if he does win this one and then he retires after that, I'm going to – I'm just going to be disappointed at all. And, at all like yeah i could break his record i could break it by 50 more kilos like but it's it still won't be the same as like trying to get that last one it's it's if you're writing the story like it's still significant as hell to break the numbers and become number one period but if you're writing the story for sure when you're reading the book if i'm reading your book for sure by chapter six or seven i'm like oh if i if i'm if i know right they're gonna clash one more time before the mm -hmm. old dog leaves, the the old king need, needs to pass a torch. Like the final battle. You don't take the throne without that final battle. He doesn't, he doesn't advocate the throne and be like, okay, you're going to have a young man. It's like, no, 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 mm -hmm. we're going to fight for it. No, no, yeah. no, gonna, we have to fight for it. You can't leave yet. <laughs> and um, I do know what you mean where, look at man, things are getting dicey. Going into Sheffield, like things were going wrong, but he tried to put on a stern face. But coming around from Sheffield, um, there's like, he went straight from Sheffield peak to world's peak and it ain't looking like it is not looking like the same peak. Like it's, it's like, he's got no time off. It's like, and then you look at Tim Monogatti who he said, I, I asked him and he said uh, in the comment section, I'm 75 kilos right now walking around and he's squatting 292.5 kilos, deadlifting 320. Don't see a lot of bench, but I mean, he won't be Austin Perkin numbers. But he doesn't. Does he have to be to beat Taylor? If Taylor's floating around a Sheffield performance, because it looks like Taylor hasn't. He has. He had no time to recuperate. He's just going to work through injuries. This feels. I, mean, I, I I was looking at him like his, like I wanted to say the last time I saw him deadlift. Well, I think it was two seventy five for that three. That looked pretty decent. I think I felt like it looked okay, and I was like, oh, he's bad. But then he posted what that. 
the last the last deadlift he just posted that looked kind of slow though and i like he had me and i was like i was like maybe i was like maybe he's good like like we were talking i think like like i said an 80 percent taylor is still going to be hard to beat like this man like don't don't think he's still oh, not to yeah. go bro like yeah. he, he's still taylor. it's taylor atwood like, yeah. like, like he'll he'll pull it out of somewhere but like I don't know. Like people keep telling me, like it's looking kind of dicey. Like you know, you never know what could happen. But I'm like, I don't, I don't want to see it happen. <laughs> like I, I want him to do. Like I want him to do good. Like I want, I want him to win. You know? Is it? Um, you had mentioned in, in your uh, stories, you put his so-called injuries in quotes. Were you hoping it's game and he's not showing his top end sets? See, this yeah, exactly is... that. Exactly that. That's that's what that's what I'm hoping because that's that's what it was when it was like 20, what 2020, 2019. Like he would say, like he would be like, oh, like it's not even close, and then like he went up and put up the 838 total. Like that's what he did. So I'm like, maybe I'm assuming. Like I just feel like that's how he always is. He's always like, oh, like I'm injured. Like guys, you like you you like I, I don't know what's gonna happen. Like but behind closed doors he's like oh like i got this like this is going to be easy. i feel like it's going to be one of those times maybe not because i thought the same thing for sheffield but then that was real dog I, here's the thing i could tell you um it's real he's really uh, that's why i'm not just saying this to like create tension to watch like people should watch because legit taylor like they were really eyeing this world's whether and you have to do worlds to go to Sheffield mm-hmm. and he just can't take it. If he misses this worlds, then he misses next Sheffield. Then he, and he's at a point in his career where like, how much can he take off? He's, he's 34 and, and injuries are mounting. So it's like, I guess I got to scrap it out. I don't know, man. I, I, I'm going to watch, like, I'm going to watch how many commentators, oh. but it's, it's, it's just, I don't know what to expect, man. I hope to the, me too. I also would love if Taylor just, even if he gets by by the skin of his teeth, people will be like, "Oh my god, that that was entertaining." <laughs> and then, yeah. and then he can, um, and then after Worlds, he's got all the way till February to for like he'll actually have a time off. Injuries exactly, can yeah. finally subside. He can go back over eight hundred kilo total range. Um, but he's there. Just is no. There's no time off. He went from injured to right into prep. I don't know how the hell he's going to do it. I, mean, I don't know what's going to happen. I'm not even trying to sell this like like a promoter. This is crazy. I, I, I'm if, this is shit. If he doesn't make it to Sheffield, if he if he if he actually loses and he doesn't get the wild card spot, which I feel like somehow he'll probably get a spot somehow. I don't know how. I just, it just seems to always work out for him. But if he doesn't get to Sheffield next year, I honestly make, might might make the switch over next year. Then, if he doesn't make it. And he and he doesn't go to Sheffield, and so he has to wait till the next nationals. I'll I'll, I'll go to that nationals. I'll I'll, oh. I'll make the switch early. I'll make the switch early if he doesn't win worlds. Just to yeah, it'll be disappointing that he lost beforehand, but but he he'll have time to get better, and then that'll be his peak time, and he'll have all that time off, so he can say that right. he was injured during, and you have time to take off. So I I would do that. I would give that. That would be the perfect time to do it, and the only time of the I would think would be the last time for him getting up to that age and like trying to push it that much. I would, I would do that. That sounds like a good, that sounds like a, a perfect story, honestly. I mean, but 
I hope he wins, though. I hope he loses. I just want to say that. I hope he wins. I hope that isn't the case. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah, for sure. It would be the best case scenario would be a, a straight up head to head, both of you guys, full peak power. Mm-hmm. The best case scenario would be um, he 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 gets the win at Worlds. It's probably going to be a scrappy performance, but he pulls it off and everyone's like, oh my God, that was so scrappy. He showed, it's one of those deals where the numbers aren't what do you show, but the heart and, and determination yeah. and adversity. And people are like, okay, he's a dog. You know, mm-hmm. there's a compliment in sports, win ugly, where you show the doggedness, where you're like, I, I pulled what I needed to pull or did what I needed to do. Hey, um, a win's a win, no matter how ugly it is. Dog, if you're, if you're gonna if you're gonna win that many years in a row, you're gonna have a couple of years that were not that were ugly wins, but you just got it done. And you're like, thank you. I'll see you guys next time. Right. I just I just want to know if um like so is Sheffield always gonna be the same formula? Is that always gonna be by like world record percentage? I think so. Okay, then if, if that's the case, then I wanna see how it's gonna pan out. Cause if they like push it, push it, they're gonna I feel like they might break the, the world record total. Well, young man. Like if, Think about this. Okay. You saw the bag that Jesus got. Like mm-hmm. Jesus got a, a bag. Like he got a bag that like is like someone's salary in a year. He got it in a day. Cause he brought if you break multiple world records along the way, plus overall, now the 74 kilo t- world record is 790. Yeah, if that's you, Doc. I I if you came <laughs> over, the bag would be beautiful. The bag, you you could be like, okay, I will take seven ninety, and we're going. Well, I don't know what you'll be by then. You'll like because won't be this shelf. It'll be the following year. It would be incredible what you would end up pushing. Mm-hmm. You could end up pushing it. Um, yeah. So who knows? Like, what are what are your thoughts on it? Because you would also said looking at look at your story came at a good point because it, it loaded up a lot of good questions. But you had mm-hmm. mentioned before you come over, it depended on a few people and a few possible events. What were those few concessions you have before you come over that you want to do or see? Uh, so I want to see what the USAPL does with the, like with the pro series first. Cause I heard like the, like the pro series finale next year should be like a good amount. Like not, not as close to Sheffield, but like pretty decently, like within that, like 20 K plus range probably. That's so nice like, bag. Yeah, so if I do that, like that would be nice if I if I went up and then we won that. So I might continue that next year. But then also it depends on after raw nationals if like um I'm gonna out these people. I don't care. Um so I t- some people have told me that um Ashton, Bob, and Petrie are probably gonna switch over to IPO. And if they do that, the only other person in the USAPL I would have to just worry about would be like Rondell. Like, and just, like, having one other person to worry about. I'm not saying I'm just going to destroy Rondell. I'm not putting that out there. But I'm just saying, like, like just having one person to worry about rather than having five people to worry about is a lot easier, you know? So I could, like, go and then maybe, like, maybe do one more year. And then, like, if no one breaks any of the, like, Sheffield, like we said, if no one breaks any world records by then and doesn't get close to it, I can still go after that. And I can still get a, a decently sized bag from that. But it just depends on if, like, who goes over it, who switches over from there. And if, like, if, like, Bob and Ashton say in USAPL, I might just stay over, like, go over to the IPF sooner. Like, it just depends on stuff like that, honestly. And, like, what the USAPL does with money-wise and how the IPF does things. And if they switch to sumo ban or whatever they're doing. That's not going to happen. That ain't going to happen. Don't worry about that. That's not real. Don't worry. <laughs> take it take it from me that's not gonna happen but, uh, uh, but yeah it depends on stuff like that honestly just just like the big hitters 
and stuff like that. But I mean, I guess on the IPF side, if the big hitter switch, it really won't matter that much because I think it just goes off of it goes off of world record anyway. So, and your potential for that particular world record and taken for a ride mm. would be freaking insane. Yeah, like it's eight forty. That's 50 kilos more, man. Like, it's crazy. Like, if if you switch over, Sheffield's going to be, everyone else will be like, damn, I don't know what they got to do to beat that. 50 kilos is insane. Yeah. Like, it would be that's, very difficult. That, that's what me and Joe talk about is switching over. He's like, when are we switching over? And I'm like, ah, I don't know. He's like, I'm just waiting on you to switch over so I can know. And I'm like, ah, I don't know. <laughs> then, Joe's like, know. then Joe's like, then we'll also talk about cutting that bag, huh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, hey, like, what's up with that bag? Though? Yeah, let's have this conversation. But um, yeah, it's and um, obviously you got you got Taylor. I depend. So there's also the intriguing part because do you think how much more do you think Taylor's going? Do you think what do you think when you're watching this? I know you don't have inside info, but if your gut check because you know what it feels like. You yeah. you're 24 and you feel this. You know, and he didn't, he didn't powerlift as long as you, but he played um, like football. Like he was, mm-hmm. you know, so I'm sure when he wasn't powerlifting, he was getting banged up. You thinking, freak, man, this is near the end? Yeah, I think I honestly thought this was, this was, this is what I thought was going to happen this year. I thought he was going to win Sheffield. Like I had, like, I still had faith in him until like I saw the performance, like on that day. I thought he was going to win Sheffield and then he was going to, um, he was going to retire. Like that's what I thought. I thought that was gonna be it. Like that would have been the that would have been the the perfect ending, honestly. Like right. go to Worlds, win Worlds, go to Sheffield, you know, finish it that way, and just retire after that. But if if he doesn't win this one, I can I can see him probably taking another year and trying to win it another year, and then like finishing it off probably like what what twenty twenty five then yeah finish it in twenty twenty five. But if he just ends this one and then it's like if, if I feel like if he wins this one and then he goes to Sheffield and then has that time off and then wins Sheffield I think he'll still retire then like I would just I would just end on that high note like because all he has to do is just total total what he, he just total 800 820 again yeah. he probably would he probably would win you know like yeah, he doesn't need like to be 100 percent. he doesn't need to go back to 2021 nope he doesn't have to hit 838 again or anything near that just to win Sheffield so I still think it's possible, but I think that's what I think within the two, I say two or three years, retire. That'd be a good thing to do. You win it. I'm not hoping he retires though, of course. Like I want to still try to get that one last time in, but yeah. I, th- I think I say I'll, I'll, I'll be lenient and give him, I'll say three to five years. I'll say that. I'll give him that. But that five year mark is still, he'll be what, 39? Dude, <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> I talked to him about it. Like he lo- it. What do you think for yourself? Because I've talked to him about it before, and I remember like a couple of years ago, he was wondering how long he wants to do it. And this is different when you talk to athletes when they're in the middle of prep, and there are points where like like his prep is ridiculous. Yours is probably ridiculous too. Like you guys are in the middle of it, and you you leave like you stand up and your knees hurt, and you're probably there are probably moments inside of this crazy grind, three hour days where you're like. If someone asks you right then, how long do you want to do this? So Taylor, I had a podcast like a couple of years ago and he's like, I don't know how much longer I want to do this. And then I had another podcast where he's like, 
I'm going to dog this out until the wheels fall off. Let's rock and roll. Let's see how far I can push it. So you never know. It depends when you catch somebody. And it makes sense because like maybe in the off season, when you're not hurt and you're like, man, let's rock and roll. What did we talk mm -hmm. after worlds 2022? Um, he was healthy and he cruised to just below the world record mm -hmm. 790. And it was like RPE. Like it was crazy low RPEs for him. And he was like, and he, the, the, he was like training only three days a week or whatever. And he's like, man, I think I could do this for a while longer, but you never know what happens afterwards. Right. Um, so what, what do you think for yourself? Like when you vision your future, what do you think about all this? When you take a look at Taylor, you take a look at how you feel at 24 sometimes. To be honest, I've, I've been talking about it recently. I probably, I probably will. I'll probably retire within three to four years. Like after, Whoa. if I win Sheffield, if I win Sheffield, I'll be done. Really? Wow. I'm, I'm tired. I've been doing it. I, I, I've, I've spent the last, since I was what, 12, 13 years old till now. I've spent every day in the gym, mm. every day, like three to three to four hours of my day since then have been in the gym. Like, <laughs> I honestly just want a normal life for a little bit. Like, I might come back. Like, I'm not saying like I'll probably like stop completely. I'll probably go and train a little bit. Like, I might just show up at Raw Nationals and, you know, lift a little bit, but I don't, I don't, I can't keep pushing it like this all the time, dude. Like I want to have, I want my body to feel normal. Like I don't want to have aches and pains anymore. Like I've been, I've been in pain for, for years now, for the past five years, there's, there's been something that's been wrong with my body. And I'd rather just like stand up, walk around and like either not get tired of walking around or not have pain when I'm doing a certain movement, you know, like that that just would feel good to have a normal type body instead of like pushing my body to its limits almost what once a week every every day almost it's just rough dude it's rough so i so i say like if if and if and when i win sheffield that's probably going to be the cutoff point like your picture perfect ending of your story you win the usapl open um you smash all the previous records in terms of like dots you know, like Taylor did 2021. Now that's you. You come over to the IPF, win the world championships, defeat Taylor, the GOAT. So you get that win back, win mm -hmm. Sheffield. And then like your resume would be ridiculous by that point, by the way. Like in yeah. terms of what else, you win USAPL, you beat Taylor, you win the world championship in the open. Those are like the big titles. And then you win Sheffield. Mm -hmm. That that really would be, what else is there? You're, the only way you'd stick around is if you didn't want to give up the limelight if you're like Damn, yeah in my prime right now how far can i make a dynasty of it? it 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 would literally be like um uh what's his name um i, I that's so bad that i'm not thinking adonis is creed's dad i would be like that it would be just like uh i would just ride the wave for a while and then it's like i don't want to step out of the limelight and then I, someone just freaking a, a kid comes out of nowhere and just beats me and i'm like oh well that was fun for a while i'd rather not do that i'd rather just end on a good note call it like no one's beat me for a while i won the biggest meet in powerlifting i got the biggest bag in powerlifting yeah you beat the goat you win a world title like if all those things line up like you like you would hope what is it man you yeah. you, you know it's just <laughs> difficult though because i do get I, I get it all everything you're saying do you think you'll be because you've done this your entire adult life you I mean you've done this your entire like pre-adult life Mm -hmm. Would there be, when you talk to athletes, there's a void there because there, there's excitement. Not only is there 
powerlifting gives you structure, gives you goals and not having those, but also you're in the line late, the, that ooh, feeling before a big yeah. down and like, you know, and people, would there be a gap there that you feel like a void? Are you worried about that? Or, or would you do something else to try to fill it? I mean, I mean, I still, I still do the coaching of powerlifting though. So I would still coach powerlifting. I would just, I would just do that, honestly. And that, that, that'll probably keep the void. And I would, I would still go to meet, still go to national, still talk to the people that I talk to. So it, it wouldn't be that much of a difference. And I would still be in the gym. I just wouldn't be taking it as, as seriously. Like going in here, like putting on these Gen 2 sleeves, barely getting them up. Yeah. <laughs> like my wrist, elbow pain when I'm, I just got done squatting and now I have to bench right after and I still have to, I still have elbow pain or like, that's just, it's just so much. It gets to be so much after a while. That's all it is. It's like you, you get, you get burnt out of it. Like it's, and, and but the bag is nice though. <laughs> the bag's getting nicer and nicer every year. And not, and there's all, oh, oh, by the way, there's also the, uh, world games going raw oh it is yeah seen those comments were i mean maybe that's another check mark yeah in that terms is another of... check mark i forgot about that one yeah joe's talked to me about that too i just keep forgetting that it's going to be raw usually when you hear world games you think equipped and i'm like i'm not doing equipped anymore <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I retired from that already i'm done <laughs> it's those are like the you you would have like all the big events done that's where it, it starts getting easier and easier to walk away from when you mm -hmm. when you've done it all and um, if you win the world games, dude, like you've seen what those events look like, it, you know, the opening ceremonies and the whole, like the mm -hmm. athlete compounds and the whole nine, then that's pretty much it, man. You probably could hang it up. And uh, like, I don't know, we haven't seen too much in powerlifting this, but like, if you see like Ronnie Coleman, what his body is like now from all the years, it's, it's scary. And exactly. It, it, like legitimately, I don't know if like, when I see stuff like that with Ronnie Coleman, like, how did that happen to Ronnie? And then when I see guys like like well, guys like our size of you and Taylor, what you guys are doing, like I don't think you're gonna end up like that. By the way, okay, I'm not worried about. No, that. Yeah, oh yeah, no, oh no, that's definitely yeah, like, that's, that's that's steroids, that's super steroids, bro. That's crazy, <laughs> right? But um, but it is like it does make you think like when people like I'm gonna do this and then walk away while I have that quality of life intact. Sometimes we forget like you guys are pushing to a degree your bodies to a crazy outlier degree mm -hmm. that other people just start totally wrapping around their heads. Um, and yeah. there's other opportunities opening up with every Sheffield, with every world games. Like there's other things that are going to open up for you. Like on, in terms of on camera podcasting or whatever the hell too. Exactly. You know like I, I could, I could, I could do like small meets. Like I would, I would still probably like, like if someone invited me to go to a meet in a different country, like USAPL is doing right now, I would do that. Like I would just, I would go over to Brazil do a meet, like not even total anything crazy. Like just go in, hit some numbers, shake some hands, stuff like that. I would still do things like that. Like that would be fun. But just to take it, take it to the extremes and just push, push, push all the time. That's just, that's just so hard to keep doing over and over and over again. Would it matter to you though, if like, if you don't put it to the extremes and some kid shows up and you're like, I can't lose. I'm not, I'm not passing the torch. I'm, I'm doing an exhibition tour. This is an exhibition <laughs> tour. This isn't legit. Don't be trying to get a W on me. You know, like that's, that's the only flip side where you're like, well, who's yeah, like, like kid, kid, Kids are like, oh, like, you know, I'm going to this meeting. I just beat Austin Perkins. I'm going to be like, oh, exactly. Like, it's like, bro, I'm retired. Yeah, I'm Good retired, man. This is fun. Let's not get it twisted. You know, you're not, this isn't the way it's working. I don't know how I feel about that. It's, it's you know, weird when you're protecting a legacy almost, right? 
you know what? We'll just we'll just only do like bench only meets That's or right. something like that. Like we'll just keep it to where it's like they can't really beat me, and it's like oh, I just went in and I just bench. You know, like that's really it. That's all I did. We'll do like a deadlift only push pull meet. That's it. Like something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. Make the bench only American <laughs> team and just float around the world for years, just having fun. See, exactly. That's the that that's that's the new plan. Actually, that's my retirement plan. That's I'm right. gonna do that. <laughs> Go on the bench only tour and just float around for years, man. I'll see you. Where, where's Bench Worlds this year? And just be like, whatever. Have some fun, shake hands. Whatever. Exactly. We'll see what. And your body will feel all right, man. How ironic would that be? You forever were not the bencher, and then you become the bench only guy. And God knows if you start winning titles and whatnot, like, damn, was life funny? <laughs> we did see that coming. There's the that, that, that's my that's my new plan now. Everyone's gonna be like, "What are you gonna do after you stop?" I'm gonna I'm gonna go bench only. Just bench, bench. only. That's it. <laughs> bench only, Playboy. Uh, what, another question you were, you were getting asked about the and Taylor always would as well. It, it's I think it's mm-hmm. gonna happen for everybody who's in the seventy fours, but putting up numbers like you guys are. Everyone's gonna compare you to the eighty threes. And you got that question in your story. Oh my oh, god! What do you think? Because I. It, I'll put you on the spot here. What are, what are the goals there? Because Taylor, same thing happened to Taylor. And he missed he missed five that five kilo bench by jumping the commands, which is silly mm-hmm. for a veteran like Taylor to do. Everyone breaks out the calculators. Oh my God, he would have tied Russ and won on body weight. Obviously, he's a weight class lower. And and then it, all, it just happens. And then Russ is like, what the shit? What are, are we doing this? No, 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 no. What, what were your thoughts? Would people start comparing you to Russ? And second part of the question, do you get tempted to move up to 83? Um, So definitely not tempted to move up to 83. I don't want to look that big. I feel like I'm too short to be 83. Like, I'll be so well, wide, bro. Well, like, well, well, you wouldn't have to fill it out. You, j- that's just, true. Y- like, you know. That's true. Just weigh in at what, like 76, 77 and call it a day. And, and let me put this out there. <laughs> Okay, first, first, let me know about your thoughts about out-totaling the 83s of USAPL Nats. And then, also, if Russ moves up, um, because I don't know what Russ is going to do, but he he's probably going to move up. Like, I'm, when I buy probably, that's a really big indication. Mm-hmm. Could be a gap. Now, I mean, Delaney's 835 in the IPF side. Like, it's a, some big totals, but you're thinking about 840 as well. Like, dude, yeah, you don't have I'll- to fill it out. Okay, so when it comes to out totaling the 83s, I mean, we're lifting at the exact same time, too. <laughs> God. <laughs> um, I, like I said, I'm just going to try to total 840. <laughs> and if they total, okay, I'm going to try to go 845 to 850. If they total less than that and I beat him, and I beat him, so be it. I'm not trying to do it, though. That's just on him. If he wants to, because I'm not trying to have everyone these, hey, bro, I can't believe Austin said this about you, Russ, and send it to him, bro. And the next thing you know, next thing you know, he's on my head, bro. Like, no, they can keep that, bro. Keep that. I'll like, keep all the energy in Houston, bro. I'm chilling. Yeah. But, yeah. but um, no, yeah, I, I definitely plan on hitting a big total. But I feel like the way, like, the way these 83s are going, they probably should hit something crazier, honestly. Like, if it was like, if you would have asked me, if I was hitting the total I was now and it was two years ago or a year ago, I would probably say, yeah, I'm probably going out to them. But the way that Jamar is squatting and you have, what, you have um, Angelo pulling big numbers like that. And then you have Russ that's just doing amazing right now. I think I'm saying I really don't watch as much stuff like that. But this clips I do see, he's doing really good. Like, 
I honestly don't see me. I don't see me beating them. I feel like their totals are going to be super high. Honestly, like out of too just far, just too far out of reach. But if Russ moves up, though, I would I, w- I would try moving up. That'd be pretty good, you know, be able to eat what I want and then just go into the meat and then just hitting something crazy. That would be pretty. That'd be pretty insane. And I feel like it would be a lot easier to hit three seventeen and a half too. I'd make it move at like RP seven or eight, like. Hmm. And you don't got to fill it up. And, and um, I don't know even Jamar if he'll stay 82 and a half or like, I don't even, when I had him on the podcast after he did 832.5, he was kind of humming and hawing. And I was like, Jamar, you should really go head to head with Russ because everyone watches Russ. And when you end up in a tight showdown with Russ, everyone will then by proxy be watching you and Mm -hmm. you got the spotlight and you can't, there is no losing. Like even if, even if you don't total as high as Russ, everyone can see you do, you're going to do amazing. You're going to do a phenomenal job and everyone's going to like, it's, it's a win-win, right? You can't lose essentially. Um, So, but I don't think, I didn't get the impression. It's very easy to make 82 and a half. I think both no, those no. fellas, right? Both of those guys, they, they need to go up. Both of them need to go both up. Yeah, I don't know. Probably, I don't know why they cut that much. <laughs> they, they cut big. They're big. They're big dudes. So that's mm-hmm. where, when you're done, your 75 kilo, you know, it, 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 it's, but then on the flip side, you know, you have that 74 kilo world record. There's a big bag at Sheffield. So it becomes like, you know, when would you move? You're a young guy though. You got options, but yeah, you would have to think about it. However, I mean, then if Russ, well, if Russ moved over to the IPF and moved up, it wouldn't matter. You go, it wouldn't matter. Yeah. You go eighty three. It it would be Delaney, Jurens, and whoever the hell else moved over. But if Jamar and Russ aren't there, you know, I mean, Delaney's. Who knows, dude? It'd be it'd be it'd be sensational to use the ladies' catchphrase. Sensational, man. I don't know. Hey, dude, I don't know. I'm just looking at it. If you became a two division, a two division world champion, look at us writing your story right now. Look yeah, at we're, right? we're like hyping each other up over your potential. Hey, hey I mean, like, I mean, Delaney can get the smoke too, bro. We can, we can, we can, we can go at it, bro. I mean, it's it's not that far. Like his his isn't that far. Like if we came to Russ, that's different. But like Delaney's Delaney's is kind of like not that not that far. What what did you say it was? It was eight thirty five. 835 he's this which puts him like second in the world in 83 but it's but it's you know we'll see what he does in in three weeks at ipf worlds but yeah man it's it's close yeah because we squat the same thing and then he deadlifts like five ten kilos more than me but then we would bench probably the same thing that's pretty that's pretty close don't like, it's, 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 it's kind of crazy to think about it when i say it out loud honestly listen russ moves up Delaney's the number one eighty-three in the world, regardless of weight class by total. Mm-hmm. Um, so far, right? So if Russ moves up, it's Delaney. If you do, if so, that would be a hell of a. If Taylor ends up retiring or whatever the heck, there's mm-hmm. still plenty of work where it's like, let's try for a two division world champion. Let's try for maybe that's the future where it's the, you know, you're looking. I get, I get that you're looking for that um, pinnacle, that okay. sweet ending, yeah, yeah, that yeah. sweet ending. Let me do something that other people haven't. While well, taking USAPL open all of the records in terms of uh, formulas, two division world champ. I mean, you got to anticipate Delaney's total is going to keep going up as well, though, because mm-hmm. he's a young guy in his twenties, and yeah. uh, and he's a he's a firecracker. He's a he's 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 a scrapper himself in terms. Oh, of, I, I love, love his energy. He's I got love great energy. energy. Oh, oh my yeah. god, he's a, oh my. When I, when I watch him, good the, energy, the dance, actually. bro, the dance he does before, like oh my god, I love it. I love it. 
you you boys both have good energy actually you that'd be yeah. a hell of a showdown mm -hmm. um i don't know you got options man you got tons of options i, I can't wait to see what the heck you end up doing yeah you know, i can't i can't wait for it this, this, this last minute this last minute was a teaser dude it was such a teaser like that's why i wanted to go i wanted to go out because i wanted to see how how good the progression was but we held it back it was it was good like it was just like it left uh I don't want to say I left a bad taste in my mouth. It just was like a, like I feel like you want more. It was a cliffhanger at the end of a season. That's why I keep calling it. It's like that cliffhanger, and it's like, like what, like this is it? Like th this is literally it? I have to wait to to the next season? Like that's that's. It's good though. Me. It makes it makes everybody guessing what you're gonna do. Like what's mm -hmm. the top end at USAPL? Because you clearly had more, and then you you left it off putting the crown on your head, which was gold. And it mm -hmm. was, uh, and everyone's like, oh shit, he's coming. He's coming for it all. We all know you're coming for it all. Um, oh, yes. Your numbers are just too damn high. And I mean, all, all time, not mm -hmm. just current year. So we'll have to see, man. The thing is yeah. obviously, uh, you know, Ashton and them lift after you. They're going to try to win though, but. You know. Yeah, that sucks. That's what I hate. That's what I hate about pro meets these days. That's the only sucky part about it. If you're a lightweight lifter, the heavier guys that have good dots too are just they just get a better shot. That's the right. that's just the butt end of it. That's gonna be the same thing as Sheffield. You're right. That's the one thing, it's the same thing with Sheffield. It's the same thing, you know, the pro series. Yeah. Because like at USAPL open and worlds in the open, it's gonna be head to head. You if you lift more, you lift afterwards. So mm -hmm. at least you have that. You're like, okay, good. That's the way it should be. Whereas for a lighter weight guy in all of these pro contests, you like, there. I I'm never pulling last. That, that's yeah, I'm you, never this, pulling yeah, last. Like everyone knows that advantage. Everyone <laughs> understands the advantage of pulling last. I just load the bar with exactly what I need. Thank you. Whereas yeah. you'll never have that. You'll always be like, that's yeah, that's tough. <laughs> if you could if you can win anyways, at least it's even better. It's even better. At least with at least with Sheffield, um, your the seven ninety to eight forty, whatever the hell you're gonna do is gonna be freaking really difficult yeah. at the top. But um, sir, do you want to play the name game, sir? I say oh, yeah. I say a name. You can give me um one word answer off the top of your head, two word answer, a story, get into a chat about it. Doesn't matter. There's no wrong answer. Okay. But I just give you right, you give up. me you fire from the hip. And, and we'll rock and roll. Um, right. So, first name, Bob Matthews. Ashton Ruska. Oh, shit. We're going tit for tat for names. <laughs> yeah. I'm nice. going to say that just just because, like, I think it is. His, like, his dots is very similar and close to mine. But I think it's going to be kind of easier for me because I won't have a person to worry about as much as him. Like, I still have to worry about Joe Bornstein for sure. Yeah, I'm not saying – I'm not just writing him off, but I feel like Ashton's a lot closer to him than Joe is to me. So he has to play it kind of a little bit closer to chess. Yeah. And when I think of – to be honest, when I think of one, I think of the other as well. That's the mm – -hmm. as the as their careers play out, maybe not. But right now, we're in the midst of a rivalry, and it's something special. Yeah. Um, Tim Monogatti. <laughs> Scared. <laughs> for Taylor, <laughs> that's that's fair. Like I, I don't like Tim. I hope you do amazing. I just don't. I just hope you don't do amazing enough to beat Taylor. Just because I want to do it, not because I want you to w lose. Yeah. I just want to be the one to do it. That's that's just the only thing. 
Let me ask you right now, in the middle of this game, let me pause it for a second. Who do you think is the biggest threat to Taylor at this Worlds? Probably Tim. I would go, but I did just see, I don't know if you have, I'm going to out him too. I don't know if you have, um, I think his name is Paul from France. His his Rambo? close friends. Yes, yeah, Rambo, but he just squatted something nasty. Oh, really? Yes. Like, like he just squatted something nasty. Like he might, if he can keep, the strength after I think he said, I think he said he's like a kilo over. If he can keep that strength, Dude. his, his, he, he might, he might break the, what what is the squat world record? No, are you serious? It's like two, it's low, but you think he's going to hit that high? Holy shit, man. What is, is it? Two, is it 270? Is no, it 275? I think it's 280 something. Cause, cause Taylor attempted it at Sheffield, but got it, but injured himself or re-injured the injury, his knee buckle. I could double-check right now, live time. One well, then, okay, I, I will say he might squat more. He's probably going to squat more than Taylor for sure then. Oh, my God, man. I don't know if he'll get the record, but I, he'll he'll squat pretty close to it, within five kilos. Do, I mean, looking at these – let me pull up these nominations real quick at these 74s. It's insane what's happening with the 74s right now. They're just leveling up at the wrong time for Taylor. <laughs> right mm-hmm. taylor like oh yeah. now you guys now you guys going to do this to me huh um, so now i want to actually start trying <laughs> yeah he's like okay cool now that um but oh yes actually you know what we'd be remiss if we didn't mention that um shell Backlin from norway who previous the last time taylor lost was the shell from norway in night in 2017 mm-hmm. yeah and everyone he, keeps forgetting about him because he went into the equipped and won the equipped mm-hmm. so he's back I don't know how he's doing body-wise. He's also Taylor's age, and he was dealing with injuries. But at one point, he was very capable. Um, Fragman, if he's the dude to beat Taylor again. And then we have a fan from Chinese Taipei. Uh, Carl yeah, Jokes, right? my boy. Yeah. Is he, oh, is he really okay? How did you, how did no, you guys? Yeah, like, I, um, I just, I think he followed me a while ago, and then I saw that he was benching 200. And I was like, bro, who is this kid benching 200? Yeah. And then his and his squat's pretty decent too. Like he just um I talked to Joey about it. He just has like he hasn't really hit a lot of he doesn't go out of the country a lot. So he's not really used to lifting on the big stage. But if he can get over that, like like he he'll probably he'll podium for sure. I mean, he's, he's someone to worry about. He did 760, and I mean, he'll probably have more than that at Worlds. Like, he'll be mm-hmm. somewhere in the late 700s. Carl Johansson from Sweden, he's going to be in the late 700s as well. And then you got mm-hmm. Tim Monagati who moved down, Rambo from France, uh, mm-hmm. Paul Ramboville. I mean, I don't know, man. Joshua Wright from Germany. It's it's freaking, it's going to be tight. It's These sad. fellas, yeah. It's a bad, it's a bad year to come in injured for Taylor. That's why this is going to be. It's gonna be crazy. I was like, <laughs> I don't care what time, what time that competition comes on. I don't care if it's two a.m. my time or three o'clock in the evening, and I'm doing something. I'm gonna be watching. Yeah, yeah. Oh like, yeah. Oh yeah. No, oh, yeah. This could be history made. Mm-hmm. You know, you're gonna be at the edge of your seat. Hopefully, it's for you. Hopefully, it's not history made because you want to make that history. <laughs> but you're yeah. Right. Oh yeah. Um, all right. Uh, so Tim Maragatti, what did we say? What, did, what was the answer on that? Scared. That's right. Oh, that's yeah. Right. Yeah. I was yeah. scared. Yeah. Yeah. Scared. <laughs> um, Delaney Wallace. Faith. I have faith in him. I feel like he can, I feel like he can get that, that 83, uh, world record total. I feel like he can. He just needs to have a really good day. 
I hope I hope he has it. I hope he breaks it because I know that's something he's been hoping for for a while. I see it in his eyes how bad he wants it, and this is the same with like how I want the eight thirty eight total. Like I see it, and I, I I honestly hope he gets that total in Malta. It's um, I mean he's super close at Sheffield. Like he just couldn't lock out that deadlift, but it mm-hmm. was it rattled some people how close he got, and it would be, you know, going over to the IPF with Russ still around. It would be a little bit of redemption there as well to be like, look at not only did I am I the world champion, I took Russ's world record as well. You know, and you now, get to Russ, talk that shit. You get to talk that shit to Russ. A lot of people don't get to do that, bro. <laughs> but you get to do that, bro. At least you. until September. At least until September. You run yeah. your mouth. Delaney's not the type of guy to run his mouth like that, but at least until September, be like, all right, well, hey, don't fumble the bag. I'm number yeah. he'll be he'll be number how crazy would this be if he beats Russ's record, he'll be like number one in the world, period. That's crazy. Nobody talks yes. that shit in 83s, right? Exactly. Nobody does. Hey, I said do your thing. All right. Sorry, my dude. We're just bugging out about Delaney Wallace possibly breaking the Russell or he world record. And mm-hmm. for the first time ever, somebody's actually ahead in 83s over Russ, which yeah. would be crazy, man. That hasn't happened that- ever. That's what I'm saying. Like he, he has he has the potential to do it. I mean, no one else has the potential right now to do it. So I mean, hey, I mean, and look, this, you you have a second time to do it while he's not there. Yeah, do it now. Bro. Do, it, do now. it now. Do it before <laughs> September, because he's coming in September. Oh, he's coming. <laughs> right? He's gonna be like, oh, okay, oh, yeah. But you got the. It'll be a nice summer. All mm-hmm. summer you'll be the man. <laughs> you'll be it'll be a hot summer. And look, no. look as like like as long as you got it for a little bit, that's all that matters, man. Dog, you <laughs> will never forget that summer. I would be I would never let anybody else forget that summer. Nope. Um how how about this one? This will be the next one. Russell Orhe. Ski masks. <laughs> but the ski mask way. We're going to ski mask way. Uh, well said, dude. That was a good hit, by the way. What do you think about the new, like the whole like trash talking that's going on? It's it's somewhat been paused. Um, you know, lost a little bit of win, but it'll probably pick back up come USEPL Raw Nats. But what do you think about it all? I, I love it, honestly. Really? I, I I love like I mean I come from like I come from a football background too, so it's like oh, okay. Like people, people, people talk trash all the time. I think it's just the people, honestly, in powerlifting who probably haven't done a sport like that that they can just talk trash because because we all know powerlifting is more of a um, a community based sport and it's like a positivity based sport. And people are like, oh, all we're doing is lifting weights. Well, I mean, to some people, all you're doing is lifting weights, but to people like the elite people, this is like like we're just lifting weights better than people that want to be better than us. And so now that's the part we talk trash on, you know, like, mm. like no one, no one really like, that's one thing I do miss about the the old 74s. Like we talked a lot of trash and it was good and it was fun, but like no 74s really talk anything. Like I tried to say stuff to Eric LaPointe and he gets mad. And it's like, yeah, bro, we're, okay. like <laughs> we're not trying to do that. Yeah. 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 I got you. Yeah. It's, so it's like, I, I, I love the trash talk. I think we need to do more of it. I say it because I feel like if, powerlifting was more like like the wwe people would watch it more you know like more interesting storylines stuff like that these people beefing with this people like even if it's like just powerlifting words if it's like it's actually actual beef it's like doesn't really talk to this person in public like i see him at the meeting i give him the mad look and everything and it's like i'm looking at him like as he's coming off the platform and it's like oh you're coming back we guess like i'm squatting after you and i'm about to squat it 
Now what? Like, yeah, I love yeah. that. Like, I want to come back to the back and I want to see you looking at me and I want to look at you dead in your soul and be like, like, what's good? Like, you know, like I've, I'm on that, I'm on that type of energy. So I like it. I, I agree with Russ when it comes to that. It's um, yeah, I think to an extent we're not used to it in the community. And also like, put it this way, man, when I, I remember seeing in some of the stories when Sheffield happened and Jesus won and Evie won, and someone said, wow, that was like, this could be one of the biggest upset victories of all time. And then someone who's not used to sports at all was like, oh, why would you say upset? And we we're like, no, but that's the term used in sports. You upset the odds. Like mm -hmm. that was the, that's like, like when Buster Douglas beat Mike Tyson, the biggest upset in sports history, because it's 42 to one odds. That's the, mm -hmm. that's a, that's called a sports term love for the past century. <laughs> but it, it, but people who don't follow sports sometimes are involved in powerlifting. They have no sports background. You like you yeah, said, exactly. you have a sports background. So you're familiar. Some people are in powerlifting, no sports background whatsoever. And are like, um, no, I just think that you use the term upset victory because it's a woman it's like no 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 it became it's like no that term is used on men all the time it's actually means oh my god but it's but you just don't follow sports so you don't know it's used all the time with men it, the, mm -hmm. the word upset implies a negative no it doesn't it means you upset the odds you, you don't follow sports that's all and that's it's like it's a good thing it's, it's a, a good, good thing it, the upset, it's the underdog came on top upsetting the odds is yeah but people don't uh I, I, so to the point, um, to an extent, powerlifting is full of people who aren't necessarily sports people. Mm -hmm. And that's why, to further your point, um, they don't have sports culture quite like other sports. So it's community-based and they're not even like, like trash talk is probably crazy for them. If they thought upset yeah. victory was too too harsh wording, and that's not even the way it's worded. That's not how upset means in this, it means <laughs> upsetting the odds. But even that was controversial. So then yeah, it becomes, yeah. now you realize, okay, all right, well, it's going to be, mm -hmm. we got some growing pains in powerlifting. It's okay. Um, all right, next one, actually, uh, a blast from the past, Ricky Cho. <laughs> uh, we can skip that one. <laughs> Whoa! Okay, all, right. all right we can skip this one uh, how about new joe boingstein oh bro that kid's just crazy dude like he he's not gonna it sucks because i know he's not gonna be in 74 in a long time but when he moves up he'll like he's gonna do some crazy things because he's just too tall he's too tall for 74s that's all it is like if he if he wasn't he just got the he got the bad stick of the pot you know like when it comes to being in this division like yeah he's super strong in it like I I'm super sad that he missed out on winning last year because <laughs> that was probably his last chance to win it <laughs> oh, but but yeah dude like crazy deadlift bench is really good squat is gonna like once he gains weight of course he'll he'll get better at it he's just he has to just make that cut. And that's just not that's just not gonna work for him a while. So after, how tall is he? I think he, I think he's like five nine. Oh, five, okay, eight, five, yeah, nine. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's yeah, like honestly tall for an eighty three, even. Yeah, he's 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 a tallish guy. So, and he's like, and he's not like a, yeah, like with him being tall, he's kind of like lanky with it too. So like when he loses weight, he doesn't have that much weight to lose either. So like he just like I feel like as soon as he moves up and he goes eighty two, he goes full eighty two, bro. He's he might pull <laughs> something crazy, honestly. Like I'm thinking like mid eights, 
like something around there. Like, cause he's, he's pulling mid sevens easy. Like he's pulling 340, like, and he's like pretty young. good consistently. Yeah. And he's young. So it's like, like that mature muscle will, will pack on, you know, when he, by the time he's, he's like mid twenties for sure. He's an 83, 82 and a half, whatever. Um, yeah. Uh, you probably, yeah. He, right. yeah he's like 74 he, cause just, he's young. It's, it's just, it just sucks for that. Like, it would have been better if he would have been a little bit shorter and then it would have been like a more comparative battle between us and it would have been really good. And it would have been like the old, like Taylor and me type thing. I would have given him that, but he's already talked about it. like, he, I don't think he was going to, I think the only reason he's, he's staying this year is to compete against me. Like, I feel like if there would have been any, no competition, he probably would have moved up anyway, honestly. Cause I remember talking about him, talking to him about it at raw nationals in Vegas last year when I was injured. And I was like, he was like, "Yeah, bro. Like, we gotta, we gotta compete because I'm gonna move up." And I'm like, "Yeah, you need to move up, bro. Like, yeah. tall, bro. It's, it's like Ricky. Like, like Ricky didn't need to be 74. He should have went up too. Like, they just, they just, their their height challenged the opposite way." <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You got a bulk. It's tough. The weight classes are huge too, though. So it is what it mm-hmm. is. All right, next one. Um, this one actually isn't a person, but if you could summarize in uh one or two words as few words as possible the 2019 era nostalgia Mm. like because that was that was just a good time like i was super highly motivated i had multiple people that like i was watching to make sure myself i was motivated um it was like honestly like all the 74s besides taylor like we all talked to each other it was a good time we were like honest about training. We were hyping each other up, but still talking trash, like stuff like that. Um, and then the possibilities seemed em- endless at that point too. Like, uh, yeah, it's true. Like it w- you guys were also young talking 800. I-, I love that you guys all came on the podcast before and things got a little frictiony and then all came on the podcast afterwards. It was a special time. It was, mm-hmm. it was different, man. It was good. Like I, I hope something like that pops back up sooner or later. Like maybe we'll probably do it with like a like with like a like a pro type thing. Like we'll do like for Sheffield or something like that, or have people or like it'll be something for like the um, the pro series finale or something like that. With like me, Ashton, and Bob, if that ever happens again. But I'm pretty sure they're switching over right after right after on that anyway. So that'll probably be done. But like doing things like that with a lot of group of people is like that's always fun. I haven't really done anything like that in a while. I gear I guarantee you taylor wins this and keeps it pushing you come over when that if that showdown ends up lining up whether it's king of lifts spd like i guarantee if you guys line up and it's spd like it's going to you guys have to end up on a podcast again and Mm -hmm. if taylor's still undefeated and you're still undefeated and finally the clash is going to happen obviously this has got to happen right like it's Break out the old nostalgia. Let's go. I might even reach out to Ricky Cho and see where he's at. <laughs> What's up with that bodybuilding competition? He's <laughs> jacked. He's like 220. <laughs> comes on, traps up to his ears. I'm like, I don't even know why he's here right now, but just to, <laughs> for a spicy. I'm like, and guess what, guys? Look who's also joining the right. <laughs> But uh, like, what's going on? Yeah, Taylor, like, what the shit? <laughs> but uh, no, man, we'll see. Anyways, um, all right, continuing on. Next name, Joe Stanek. Oh, he is. I want to call him like the physicist, bro. Like, he has everything. Like, he is the most like um, 
intellectual powerlifting coach that I've like just talked to. Like everything he talks to me about, I don't even know half the stuff he means. Like he uses words that I haven't even. And he's like, oh, well, we're doing this because of this, 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 and this. And it'll be some scientific answer. And I'm like, Joe, honestly, I just need you to tell me where to put my feet on, where to put like my hands and stuff, bro. Like, I get you know the, me- the mechanics behind everything, but it's like, I honestly don't know. I'm just going to do what you tell me to do. You tell me where to put things, put the bar where, do this with my hands, externally rotate here, and I'm going to listen to you. Yeah. So that's that. That's Joe. Joe is Joe is a technical coach, and I'm appreciated because I'm not really a technical person. I'm more of a muscle head. He's more of the technical part. He's the brains. I'm the bronze. So it clicks. It clicks very well. I uh, I actually saw Joe as well, PA Nets, for the first time in years. But I like back to like 2018, 2019 was doing commentary with Joe. Like mm-hmm. he'd jump in, do co commentary with me. He freaking he's the one who did the uh, 74 kilo juniors at 2019 Worlds. Darn it! Did we pause again? <laughs> I'm okay, so we just drop for a minute. I'm gonna hot spot off my data. Damn it, man! Rogers is getting a nasty email when this is over. Uh, but um, I would just say, ironically enough, the last time I'd seen Joe previously was the two, 2019 Junior Worlds 74 kilo class between Michael C and Ricky Cho. He was like, "Hey, man, do you want to do some co commentary again, or can I do some co commentary again?" And um, I was like, do you have a class in mind? And he's like, oh, the 74 juniors, man. And it's like, talk to me about them. And um, I mean, the rest is history. This We, we come full yeah. circle. But uh, but yeah. All right. One last name, my friend. you probably never seen this one coming. <laughs> Taylor Atwood. Uh, he's, he's the GOAT. He's the GOAT. And I feel like we have to aim high. And like I said before, pretty close. Um, I um I recently I I didn't say this earlier, so people have to stay around, stick around and listen to this part. But I saw in his his last post, someone said something about me, and I forgot who it was. I think it was like Lane Norton, and oh. he was like, "Bro, like Taylor Taylor hit eight thirty eight and a half. Perk only hit eight twenty five. Like like Ch- uh, Taylor isn't chasing Austin. Austin is still chase chasing Taylor. Like it's like it's still not even close." And I was like, "I mean." To be honest, probably could have hit eight thirty eight and a half that day. Joe, my dad just didn't let me. Joe just didn't let me, bro. I promise you, I probably would have hit it that day. But then, of course, it would have been another thing about, oh, he didn't hit that max. That would have been that would have been a thing. So I'm pretty sure that's what Joe was just worrying about. But um, I'm ready to go against him again whenever he wants to run it back. I'm ready to run it back. Um, till then, I'm just gonna keep doing my thing. Keep putting on keep putting on keys to the total. Um, but great, great inspiration to me. He's pushed me. Um, now I have to find something else to push me after I hit 840. But it was it was good though. I I, I appreciate everything you've done for the sport, Taylor. Uh, without you, I wouldn't be the person I am. And that's that's really it. God, I hope you guys have have that clash, dude. If the powerlifting gods see it fit, we have that we have that clash, man. But um, but nevertheless, you got yeah. the numbers to attack as well, and that's historic. It'll be interesting, man. It's been a long journey, dude. You've done well. Um, um, I mean, it's especially since 2012, you've grown up with the sport. You've you've done it the hard way, man. 800 kilos yeah. three years ago, and to battle back from injuries where it was that bad, like you had described. Um, and here we are, man. 
bring it home. This is the yeah. last. This is the last. You see the finish line. And he's gonna. Yeah, it's right there. It's right there. Just got to get there. Just got to get there. Stay safe, man. I'm gonna keep in touch. Um, we'll talk over the summertime. I know you'll be. I'll be in Malta. We'll probably talk when For I'm sure. in Malta at the World Championships. We'll be bugging yeah. out about yeah. the seventy fours. I'm 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 gonna need you to keep me keep me updated keep me updated on everything. Yeah. I'll text you for sure. <laughs> for sure. I'll let you know how the fellas are looking. They're like they're looking good. They're looking good. This is gonna be a battle. Um, but yeah, we'll talk, man. All right. Thank you for coming on the show, man. The door is always open. Um, good luck with everything. And for everyone listening, please do subscribe. Give us high ratings. And uh, until next time, six pack. Six up and we are out.